Hey everybody, it's the Time Pals Podcast. I am uh, Mr. Bortman, and that's how you will refer to me from now on. Here with Mikey underscore and Shadow Spartan. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a little bit of uh, The Last of Us and uh, everything surrounding that game. A little bit of controversy here, a little bit of uh, bullshit there. Anyway, what's up, guys? Hey, hey. Hey, Brett. <laughs> it's Mr. Portman. Whatever you say, Brett. <laughs> All right. We're we're cheeky already in the morning. That's good to know. It's very early for me. <laughs> uh, uh Michael, did you want to uh do a little back just a little backstory on uh Naughty Dog? It was uh, founded in 1984 by these guys, Andy Gavin and Jason Rubin. They, through the 80s, they were making uh, PC RPGs. So I guess they made this really popular um, PC RPG called Rings of Power. Have any of you guys heard of Rings of Power? I'm not a big... So if you were around back then, Rings of Power, so to, to back it up just a little bit, they first started out basically as two friends. I don't remember if they were in high school i, I want to say they were in either high school or the, the just the beginning of college but they both started making games on um their pc or i guess at the time their apple and they started out just making that style of very simple graphics they made um a game that was actually a little popular back then called keith the, the thief and then after that they got basically published by ea for Rings of Power. Rings of Power is a high concept fantasy where it, it was one of those games where like if you're a Sega dude, you'll remember it because it's got like this gigantic dragon on the cover and it's got like this little elf guy riding it. It's it's, it's very like 1980s like D&D, you know, your kids shouldn't be looking at this because they're going to be very watching. much what a 80s nerd thinks Yeah, it's very like it's very almost like scary <laughs> looking. Yeah. And then if you ever have tried to play it as, as as a kid, I tried. I was too young for that kind of shit, so I didn't understand it at all. Like it's it's one of those games where um, you ever heard of Ultima? It's like that level mm-hmm. of um, of D and D RPG where it's not super accessible. Like the way to me, like Final Fantasy dumbs everything down for you, so that way they can tell a story. But Ultima yeah. is very much like here's a bunch of crazy shit at the screen, just numbers and letters. Go figure it out. It just it's not it's not my it wasn't my style back wow. then. I could, I'm nerding out for it now for sure because I can fucking read now. But back then, couldn't understand any of it. Yeah. <laughs> so they made a few uh, RPG games for PC in the uh, in the 80s, and when the 90s rolled around, they got a contract with Universal Interactive. That was when uh, Universal, the movie studio, wanted to get into getting licensing games. And I believe uh, Naughty Dog did make a pretty successful uh, Jurassic Park point-and-click adventure game for PC. But then when the 90s rolled around, they were trying to get with the uh, the more popular style of games. So, of course, Mortal Kombat was all the rage. And uh, they tried to make this game... It was it was just the most obvious Mortal Kombat clone with no, you know, nothing behind it. Called Way of the Warrior. If you if you want, you should look up Way of the Warrior. It's pretty amazing. 
it's it just it just looks like uh like the redheaded stepchild brother cousin of Mortal Kombat tried to create a fighting game. It's really bad. The only good thing about the game is that the whole soundtrack was done by White Zombie. And I was like, I don't know how they pulled that off. The <laughs> <laughs> <Those are> connections. Yes. <laughs> oh, the only thing it's got going for. So they, it was come. They came out for the 3DO. Um, oh, that's right, the 3DO. Yeah. So it, do you, so Trip Hawkins, the guy who basically, you know, quote unquote, was like the the cool rebel guy of the era, who was yeah. trying to like break the system, man. Like he was he he's that guy. So he's he was. He, I mean, they had a lot of money behind it. I mean, obviously, it, it helps when you're you're being presented by Universal Interactive, like it's this giant studio. I remember reading somewhere, I don't know if it was on a wiki or if it was on one of the podcasts, but I guess they were filming everything in like their apartment and all they had was like a, like a green or not a green. So they had like a, basically like a green screen and they were bringing in all these actors and people thought they were filming porn because the costumes <laughs> were so bad. It, if you like, it's, it's, wow. not just, it's not just like dude in a military costume. It's dude in a homemade military costume. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not just like the chick dressed up like a, a like a genie. It's a chick wearing a pillowcase, and then we just call it. Then we just say she's a genie, which is kind yeah. of how I would make a porn, very frankly. But <laughs> yeah, so if you've never if you've never seen it, um, I'm guessing you haven't, Dom, because it's it's one of those games where Man. it became so infamous for being terrible that it's like got YouTube's dedicated and stuff. It's basically yeah. What's his name? Matt McMuscles. He does all the. Yeah, Yeah, he he played it on uh, on YouTube and it was amazing. Okay. And what's Um, crazy is like the reviews of it aren't that bad. Like the reviews are like, yeah, it doesn't look that bad. (laughs) I mean, it looks bad, but it doesn't look like unplayable. You know? No, no, but it is terrible. Mm. It is terrible. If I remember right, Way of the Warrior also had a, a system where if you if somebody bled, it stayed on the ground. Um, I might yeah. be wrong about that, but I think that's that game too. Where it's it, they just threw everything that you could think of that was "quote unquote" '90s extreme, and like this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it, it wasn't looking particularly good for Naughty Dog, but uh, so Universal was able to get in talks with Sony Computer Entertainment America, and uh, they basically kind of hinted uh, strongly. The Naughty Dog is like, uh, "Hey, so." We're looking for a game designer to give us a mascot because, you know, Nintendo's got Mario and Sega's got Sonic. Uh, we need our we need a kind of mascot. So kind of like hinting strongly, like you can design a mascot for us and keep your, you know, you'll keep your company afloat. So they had a, a design they made. I think they called it Wally. It was I think it was Wally the Wombat. <laughs> Which but then that was the basis for uh, Crash Bandicoot. They said, "Well, I don't, we're, you know, Nick's the dumb name, and we're calling it Crash Bandicoot." You know, uh, so which I didn't realize. Crash I Bandicoot. said Nick Bandicoot. was the Crash name. Bandicoot. I was like Nick the Wombat. Yeah, <laughs> like never they heard got, that. Uh, but, oh, okay, Sony makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> thank God Sony Entertainment uh, is smart. <laughs> yeah, they said no, it's not Wally the Wombat. It's uh, Crash Bandicoot, which I didn't know that Crash Bandicoot was a wombat. Did anyone know that? I uh, did not. I thought it was like a Wolverine. Yeah. Don't remember yeah. it. That's so crazy. 
So uh, yeah, so all throughout the PlayStation One's uh, lifespan, they did they basically just worked on all Crash Bandicoot games. Um, I think the last game they made for PlayStation was uh, Crash Team Racing, which was actually not a bad game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obvious a Mario Kart clone, but it did okay. Um, and then when you got to the PlayStation Two era, um, they liked the platformers of Crash Bandicoot. But they wanted their own kind of identity with a with a platforming game, so that's when they made uh, Jack and Daxter, which is a great one of the best uh, platformers. And they yeah, did. Uh, I never played their games, games, but I know them. Like I know that name of them. <laughs> yeah, the best three platformers for the PlayStation was uh, Ratchet and Clank, which was my game. I loved Ratchet and Clank. Uh, you got Sly Cooper, and you had Jack and Daxter. And Jack and Daxter, you know, it's funny. You, you when you look at Jack and Daxter, you look at the story and all that stuff. It's really the more mature of the of the the more popular platformers that came out that that era. And you can, mm-hmm. I kind of see where they're starting to kind of become more going more towards mature storylines. You know. Um. So when it gets to the PlayStation 3, uh, that's when they start working on the Uncharted series. And that's when we mm-hmm. get uh, introduced to Neil Druckmann, who, was the, who wrote the first Uncharted game. Uh, and then he was not only he wrote and directed um, the second Uncharted game. I can't remember what the name of that one was. Uncharted 2. I think it's, um, I think it's Among Thieves. Yeah, among I think that is among thieves. Yeah, yeah, Uncharted Two, Among Thieves. Yeah, yeah. So Neil Druckmann was making a big name for himself at Naughty Dog, so he started writing, and then Uncharted Among Thieves was his first game that he directed. Um, and the Uncharted series was one of the most popular games for PlayStation Three, and they were making a whole lot of money, so that's good. <laughs> and they, well, I'm so sure, Sony before, when they were competing with the Xbox 360, they needed, yeah. you know, Xbox had Halo and Gears of War at the time. Yes. Sony's like, crap, we need something to represent us. And Uncharted yes. was one of those. That was it. Um, it always, you know, at first, it always seemed like, a, you know, when I, before I played it, I always thought it was like a male Tomb Raider kind of thing. But it was really yeah. so much more. It was, it was more like, it was more like like so a male cool. Indiana Jones. That's exactly what it was. It was like you know, maybe it wasn't more than Tomb Raider. I just had the wrong uh, IP. <laughs> I, w- I will say though, the first Uncharted was painful to get through because the shooting mechanics were terrible. Oh, but then I gave Uncharted Two a chance, and they improved on it so much. Yeah, and that's and that's a lot of to do with Neil Druckmann and designing uh, better graphics, designing better uh, gaming system and, you know, aiming system, all that kind of stuff. So uh, so they're making so much money on these Uncharted games that when it came to making Uncharted 3, Naughty Dog had a had a kind of had a crossroads, a good crossroads. Like, okay, so here's what we can do. We can, uh, we can just all together as a Team, I think they had about 50 people. They said we can all just work on Uncharted 3, or we can split in half. Half of us go work on Uncharted 3, and the other half come up with a new IP and make a new game. And so they chose the latter. And so Neil Druckmann and his group went off and started making The Last of Us. 
And that's where we get to all this bullshit. Does any, has either of you played uh, The Last of Us? I yeah, so Last of Us when it came out was it it, it was a great game. It it hit a time period where zombies were hot, but they had their own take on mm-hmm. it. Basically, basing yeah. a lot of it on more of an organic style of, of play, where it was um, as a you usually the the whole like post apocalyptic thing is obviously everywhere all the time. But mm-hmm. what I liked about them is since these zombies are based off of um, actual like fungi and you know all these like you know plants and stuff like that, when you yeah, play the lives, yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you it opens up and there's nothing but green. There's not you know it's it's actually kind of fast fascinating if you think about it because the easiest thing to do would be to have this environment of just your your brown buildings that are all broken down. You've seen it before, but here um, while you still have all that. It's this lush environment with a bunch of life around it still, and I, I I'll never forget playing that game and going like, this game is actually really beautiful. It actually looks great. It doesn't look like just a bunch of brown crap at the screen. And the story too is is just a, such a an amazing story. It's a very simple story, but it's it's done so well that you really you really get sucked into it. Now that was mainly what got me through the game. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll, I'll be harsh saying the combat I didn't really like. It's it was a struggle to get through, but it was the story and the setting that I just wanted to know more and see where it goes all the way to the end. It, it was called the ladder simulator when it first came out because of just how <laughs> it was. It was called the ladder simulator. It, it was, was yeah. Meeting the, the the they wanted it was kind of a slick thing, but they've gone on record saying in the past that they were influenced a lot by a game called Ico. So oh, like yeah, it, Ico, yeah, Ico, yeah. Which is this very like um, thoughtful game. It require you know it's, it's about these two children that they, they kind of rely on each other. Well, same same thing. And part of it is you're supposed to you, you get to the point where Joel relies on Ellie to the point where if you start making each other mad mad or getting irritated, you'll let's say ask Ellie to grab a ladder. Um, Ellie won't do it at first. So like the, it kind of there's like little like subtle things here and there where uh, if you do something she doesn't like, you ask her to help you. The game will purposely make that button "quote unquote" sticky. Like it won't, it won't work at first. Almost as if it's glitch, slightly glitching. Yeah, um, that's because she's angry. It's like so little things like that are, are to me are, it was amazing about that game. I didn't even know that. You know, it just but you feel the frustration. Um, We've yeah. come a long way from uh, Nintendo when uh, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the Nintendo game, when you get really mad at the game and so you punch Roger across the screen. <laughs> That's all I did in that game. That game was fucking dumb. And I, I, I played it for hours. Hours. Hitting him in the face. You get you because you could charge it up, you know? So it's just like, oh man. Just no, I remember that. The charging animation, too. Little Eddie Valiant with one arm right behind his back and then like yeah. hopping up and down. I remember that. Like, hey. And you could punch Roger off screen, you know? That was the favorite. Um, but yeah, this amazing story and, uh, you know, spoilers for anyone. I'm by this point, come on. Yeah. Everyone's seen the TV show and the game where you start off as Joel and, uh, he has a daughter named Sarah and it's just a normal night. And all of a sudden, uh, all this stuff happens. Our neighbors break through the windows and something, it's obviously some kind of infection and, I'm not gonna, I won't spend too much time going through every detail of the story, but what happens is a zombie, some kind of zombie outbreak happens, 
And the first part of the game, you have a, a 10 and 11 year old daughter, well, maybe 12 or 13 year old daughter named Sarah. She dies right at the beginning of the game. And that's the beginning of the game. So you're Joel and his daughter's dead. And you also have your brother, Tommy, but you're, it's just like, that's the beginning of the game. Like you thought, so everything, it, it's this amazing thing of like making you think, okay, so I'm going to, and you control Sarah for a little bit of the intro. And so it just is made. So you're thinking like, okay, so it's going to be, I'm going to be with this guy and his daughter and we're going to, this is the game. And then it just throws that out the window and goes, no, she's dead. And you're like, and then the title card hit comes up, the last of us. And you're like, holy shit, what am I playing? This yeah, is no, crazy. That's, that's honestly some, one of my favorite intros. The video yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nuts. And then, of course, you meet Ellie, who's immune to the uh, cordyceps, the virus, the zombie virus. And so the whole plot of the game is you're taking Ellie across the country to the... There's a hospital with these doctors that that think they can cure the zombie disease, the cordyceps disease, uh, by extracting something from Ellie who's immune. So... It's just an amazing story. And all the stuff comes along the way as Joel, you know, kind of Joel and Ellie start out. Joel is, of course, extremely messed up from his daughter dying. So it's, he doesn't trust anybody. And by the end of the game, you know, he he has uh, an adopted daughter and Ellie. Like they become uh, family by the end of the game. And so this is what the cool part about this game is that the game is is uh is a linear, it's a story, it's this linear story, and it's, you know, a lot of games will give you a choice, like, you want to do this, you want to do that. The game isn't there to give you choices. The game is there to show you how fucked up this story is. You get to this point at the end of the game where Ellie, they say, well, you know, we need more than just blood and tissue and stuff. We need brain tissue, this and that. And so Joel's like, oh, crap, you're going to kill her. And he makes this decision that, you know, now that Ellie, he cares so much for Ellie as a, as a, like a daughter. He's like, no, I'm not going to live without her. And decides to murder everybody in the hospital and take, take Ellie away from there. (laughs) And it's just like, and the game just forces you like, okay, here's every, all these good people, doctors, and that are kind of coming up with a cure. Now it's your job to kill them. To to be fair, by the time you get to there, you are so done with, with all the doctors it's not very hard to kill every single one in that. <laughs> it wasn't the most like nuanced thing. It was like the, it wasn't this like huge choice. It was just like, oh, okay, we're killing doctors now. Sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of here. I my I my reaction was more like, oh, we're. I don't I don't know if I agree with this decision. Oh, you get an M sixteen. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do kind of make it an easy choice for you in a minute there, don't they? They're just like, hey, like you know, just like, hey, you have to get Ellie out of here. Oh, okay. Oh, here's a machine gun. Yeah, the wanted destruction in me. I'm like, they're like, I don't want to kill those people. They're innocent. But you can do it with this bazooka. Oh, my God. Give me the bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you go away. So at the end of the game, so... Uh, Ellie's knocked out because they were prepping her for surgery. Joel breaks in, kills the head doctor, kills a few of the other doctors that were going to come up with cure, and goes off, drives away with Ellie. And uh, she's knocked out at the time, so she wake, comes to him and she's like, what happened? And he just flat out lies to her and is like, 
Uh, it ended up that they couldn't come up with a cure. So, and then she's like, she she says, uh, "You promised me that that's the truth," and he just just flat out just goes, "Yes, I yes. promise." <laughs> <laughs> Like a sociopath. Yeah. You see his fingers crossed behind his back. <laughs> it's just a crazy ending to the story. You know, you're just like, wow, that's where we're gonna leave it for now, huh? I do remember at the end of that thinking, like, oh, that's incredible. You know what I mean? Just I, I, I fucking loved that game to to the point where I. Did you guys ever play the multiplayer part in that? Oh no, I forgot about that. That no. so ah, it, it's called something. I will look it up later. Um, but it's uh, see, I always get it confused with the um, the Ellie and her friend DLC they oh, gave. Oh, left behind with yeah. The I get it confused, yeah. but it, it's it's got a special name. But you're basically you're basically playing um, this really unique uh, like uh, you're you're not any of the main characters. You're almost as if you're trying to survive out there. You know, getting into gunfights and finding like things to use to survive. It's it's really neat. It reminds me of um when Assassin's Creed Brotherhood did their cat and mouse style multiplayer game where it just felt like fresh. It was that style of freshness where you're just kind of like, oh, okay, this is different. It's not just like a, a PvP King of the Hill kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's impossible to check out now. But yeah, definitely, definitely one of the high points of that series too. Yeah. Um, and of course, it was an extremely popular game. It was received extremely well by critics and um, players. Um, Everybody but but Shadow Spartan. But Shadow Spartan. Arms <laughs> <laughs> yep. crossed, just looking angry at the screen. Um, yeah, it sold. Uh, finally, it's over. <laughs> yeah, finally, it's over. The, I'm not crying for you, game. <laughs> Yeah, it sold over a million units, and it was one of the most popular uh, PlayStation 3 games of all time. Um, and immediately, people were like, so Last of Us 2? Anybody? Or is, it, is that coming, or what? You know. Um, and when was it? 20... They started working a year after, so 2014, they started, re- they started work on it. And... I believe it was Comic Con 2016. They released just a little teaser trailer for The Last of Us Part Two, um, and it took my goodness. It, it was in and out of um, what do you call it? Delays and releases, and uh, um, I thought they went to work on Uncharted Four at the time, but everyone were, was like, well, was, "Oh, when's uh, The Last of Us?" Yeah, they like here's Uncharted Four, and then here's Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, this cool DLC. But everyone's like, "But Part Two, where's Part two? Yeah, it's like, well, and then uh, you know, uh, just all the stuff that's out of their control, like you know, the like had the pandemic happened, so they were lurking. They were originally working with a 2018 release, then it got bumped back on delays, and they said, "Oh, it'll be a 2019." release and uh then the then the pandemic happened in uh late you know in early january february 2020 so it's like okay well we're trying to push it to the summer and people are like jesus christ you know but got delayed four times like what the hell's going on you know um and that's when the the controversy of the game kind of started 
So it's not it's not completely it's not solely Naughty Dog's fault, but there was a uh there was a video game like the whole video game designer world was kind of going through this controversy on crunch time. So every game when it gets close to finishing, uh within within you know the last year of of production and design uh they do crunch time which means you just you basically you don't go home you don't stop working you sleep at the office and you just get the get the fucking game done you know so there's a lot of designers that were really mad at the industry and it wasn't just naughty dog like rockstar there's a lot of ex employees of rockstar said their crunch times were unbearable but naughty dog got a little got a lot of the the uh, publicity on it as well. So there was a lot, a lot of ex Naughty Dog employees said that the crunch times are so bad, people are being hospitalized. And yeah, Kotaku had a huge thing on that. I remember that. Um, yeah, big article. But like I said, I don't give Naughty Dog all the brunt of it because I, every uh, every game has a crunch time. Every like, that's how games are made. I don't know. I'm not a game designer, so I'm not a professional. I don't, you know, I don't know about it. But like, I do know that every game has a crunch time, where it's just time to just knuckle up and just get the thing done. You know, I don't think it's a, the right thing to do. And obviously, if people are getting hospitalized, this should be a better way to it. Do feels it feels like they, if you put us in charge, where we would spend like the let's say we had like an eight month contract, we would spend the first five months fucking around. Instead <laughs> of the last yeah. three months, it just be like, oh shit, we have to put out a game. Except instead, it's like these guys have been working their asses off, and then the three month time mark comes around. They're like, "Oh no, no, you guys have to." I know you guys have been working really hard, but can you all just sleep here? And they all went, "Okay," because you have no choice. <laughs> you have no choice because you have these giant, gigantic contracts. Sony and whatnot—they're not going to be. They might have enough money to throw at you. Nintendo's usually—it's only come out recently. And Nintendo does this too, but for the most part, it's that idea of like, "Well, a bad." It's that. What is it? Um, that Miyamoto quote about how like a, a, a bad game is bad forever, you know? So it's like, it's that like give you enough time, you should be able to make a bad game into a good game. But yeah. at the same time, you have these schedules and stuff like Naughty Dog is supposed to release Uncharted at this time to meet this schedule. Yeah. You know, it's just how it works. And the machine will just spit you out if you don't. Yeah. You, if you don't set a goal, then you're going to be in what they call development hell. Like, you know, I'm sure looming. If you don't set a goal for like, we need to have the game out by this time, you're looking at a poster of Duke Nukem Forever going, how long did that game it was in development for 15 years? And when it came out, yeah. it was horrible. You know, Duke Nukem. When I, <laughs> or you end up playing Duke Nukem Forever? Did you guys actually play it? No, no. I, I saw it. video clips of it and I went, this. So wow. The first move, maybe 20 minutes of the game. Must have been the first 20 minutes they always planned on because it was really fun. Like, it was huge. It was loud. It was bizarre. You start the game by, like, I mean, basically, like, they threw a bunch of, like, physics stuff at you. Like, you're, this is going to sound dumb in hindsight, but you can pee on anything you want. And you can, uh, <laughs> you, you're given a magic marker on a, to, to write up a, a plan on a whiteboard. And, of course, everybody just draws dicks and stuff. But at the same time, like, it looked great. Like it looked like this was going to be Duke Nukem now, right? Just big and dumb and fun. And the game yeah. psychs you out. So you go to this football field 
um, that massive boss battle, you know, Duke Nukem spouting all the normal stuff, and you kick, I want to say you kick the boss's uh, head through a goalpost, and then the game pulls back, and it becomes, like, this totally different, like, drabby, like, dull game. And I, it, and that's what you're talking about, where you have no focus. Everybody wants to do something else. Um, there's a George Romero, uh, George Romero. There's a John Romero game called Daikatana, where it was almost the same thing, where it was supposed to be his uh, follow-up to Doom and Quake. So as he was making it, um, Romero, who was one of the two-man team that made Doom, he goes off and does his own thing. Uh, Carmack, John Carmack goes and makes, I want to say, I think Quake came before anything else. So Quake, right? So it looks cool. It's got all this great 3D graphics and stuff. Then they in the very middle of it, Romero too, goes, right? They, they signed a picture that. for Quake. Yeah, well, the thing is, he, at the very last second, he goes, hey, let's do that instead. And all of his team are just like, we've been working on this 2D fucking Doom follow-up for months now. You know, yeah. we can't just switch. And, of course, they end up switching, and that game becomes one of those. But it, yeah, in hindsight, that was the right decision, you know? Yeah, yeah, so. they, but they could have started there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they, could, they really could have. Yeah. They just did it. Uh, but that's what you're talking about with, 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 uh, with, like, having that goal, right? When you have it unfocused, it doesn't matter if you're the guys who made Doom. You have yeah. you have all the money behind you. You yeah. will lose at some point in time. yeah. Uh, my or, other example of that is... You, um, you, oh, go ahead, Dom. I was going to say, otherwise you end up like Star Citizen that's just never coming out and people never be there. throwing money at it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem to work out for anybody, even with like really a really successful team like uh, like we were talking about Eco earlier. Uh, and then Shadow of the Colossus was so... Uh, was sold so well and was highly praised. And it's one of my favorite games of all time. So they gave uh, Fumito Ueda, who did Eco and Shadow of the Colossus, and they said, oh, yeah, you just gave them free reigns. You just do whatever you want with your next game because, you know, it's going to be great. And they didn't give him a time frame. And it took The Last Guardian 10 years to come out. That's and by right. the time it came out, nobody really was interested except me and other I remember that. big nerds who were yeah. like, this game is amazing. This game is uh, it's so good. The story is obviously amazing because he just he does these wonderful stories. This game's pretty. Or you're like, game you're like, you, we spent years. a decade waiting for a man and his dog game. Fuck that! And I didn't even yeah. play it. Didn't even play it. <laughs> well, it was quite amazing that a ten, ten game that took ten years to come out, and it was supposed to come out for the PS3, and, and then they're like, okay, we're moving everything to PS4. I'm like, hey, vey. And of like, and it's still, I really that, you love have to change parts of your game to take more time. Yeah. I really love it. I think it's a great game, but like at the same time, I'm like, for a game that took ten years to come out, it's pretty buggy, dude. <laughs> you know, there's yeah. a lot of glitches. Well, welcome to me and, and Shadow Spartan's love for Bethesda. <laughs> no, stay away from Starfield. I was so disappointed with that game. All the hype behind it, everyone looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. In, I'm interested in watching uh, the. Clueless Gamer with Conan O'Brien's coming back and Starfield's the first game he's going to play. So oh, snap. <laughs> it, I, there's a clip online you can see of him. He comes across like a grandma and it's like it's just a grandma in a spaceship and he blows her up. <laughs> of course he would. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can't wait for that. So anyway, I think this is my opinion is that I think with the... I think Naughty Dog always had... Uh, a very positive opinion with the fans, a lot of video game fans with The Last of Us who are in love with The Last of Us. And I think 
personally, I think that when all this controversy with Crunch Time came out and Naughty Dog got so much flack, I think some of the fans that kind of took that personal and started kind of a smear campaign against uh, Naughty Dog. That's my opinion, because when I was looking up, I remember hearing it as it was all going down, but when I was looking up what actually happened, so I was I thought it was a, a full-on, I always read that it was a an actual ex-developer uh, of The Last of Us who had actually worked on The Last of Part Two that leaked the script, leaked the story for The Last of Us Part Two um, in April of uh, 2020, and the game was due to come out in June. But when I was doing my research, I found out that it wasn't even an ex-employee. It wasn't even somebody. It was a Reddit post that claimed to know the whole story of The Last of Us Part Two, And I was like, that's it? That's what everybody got mad about? Was a Reddit? Uh, no, it wasn't even a Reddit post. It was a 4chan post. Oh, it's even worse. And I was like, and people believed it? Now, in in hindsight, about eight seventy percent of the stuff they said in the post was true in the in the game, but a lot of it wasn't as well. So, but but I was still like, that's what everyone was mad about. So I'm going to read a few of the first lines of this 4chan post. Uh, Hello, I am the immediate family member of someone working at Naughty Dog <laughs> on The Last of Us Part Two. Oh my God. That sounds legit to me. <laughs> As you know, The Last of Us Part Two will be Ellie-centered. Obviously, the story's main d- d- driving point is the romance that briefly kindled between Dina and Ellie, um, which is the your Ellie's girlfriend in the game. Um, so, and then they go on to say about Ellie and Joel are fighting, and then uh, there's a lot of stuff that's true, like uh, uh, that. Uh, Joel dies in the beginning of the game that ended up being true but then it says stuff like Dina is killed and and it's like Dina lives in the game so there's a lot of stuff that wasn't true but everyone took it as the gospel I can't believe that and then it made so in your opinion how does that happen though because like obviously I didn't do any research with lots of us too so is it just basically people making educated guesses because of how long this has been in crunch or is it a bunch of rumors that they just pull together from like Reddit and 4chan and stuff like that. I, I, I think that's. I think it's a little bit of both. A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm sure that there a lot. Uh, obviously, a lot of it was uh, was true. So you know, it's probably a lot of people that did know, and they're. I highly doubt that it's actually an actual ex Naughty Dog employee that's like this is all that's going to happen, and I'm going to give it all away. But uh, it's just amazing to me that how uh, the internet can just like go ablaze like a, you know, like a riot. Just uh, everyone, you know, you just, you just, that they could just, everyone could just turn in an instant and be like, yeah, fuck these guys, you know? Yeah, exactly. For absolutely nothing. No reason whatsoever. Yeah. And And everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon, whatever's popular. Oh, no, for sure. yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, I remember... So this happens all the time whenever you have people that are young. Because, like, when, when Brett and I were kids, it was all about Sega versus Nintendo, right? So it didn't matter. It, you, you picked a side 
for no reason. So of course, if if the uh, Sony exclusive Last of Us is starting to do dumb shit, your Microsoft Xbox fanboys are gonna one hundred percent stoke those fires too. <laughs> it just it just oh, happens. Yeah. So it's gonna just stay in the uh, in the internet lexicon. Yeah. Now and then the main outrage with this, which uh, this is all gonna get get uh, we're gonna go go real bigot real quick. So. A lot of people were mad that they they said they made Ellie gay, made her a lesbian, and oh what Ellie's a lesbian and this they said it's this you know fucking Neil Druckmann and his uh, his leftist agenda and it's making this script uh, LGBTQ you know and then uh, but which is like uh, well guys if you ever played The Last of Us. And the Left Behind uh, DLC that came with The Last of Us. Yeah, we already know that Ellie's gay. She's yeah. like, she, right. well, Left Behind is all about her first uh, kiss with a girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. that's common knowledge. Uh, so it's real, just, it's ridiculous to me, you know, that they, uh, and this is just a, a 4chan post that people took it so, uh, so, personal and like made it a, like it's truth you know um and then the best part that is just it's just ridiculous to me is that uh, uh it also said that there's a transgender person in the game and uh people online were claiming oh this god damn it this damn naughty dog is gonna try to make me play as a training woke yeah because <laughs> they the woke saw, of us too yeah, <laughs> but it's so. Not about your alphabet game, Naughty Dog. I, remember that <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. I like um, OSW Review did a thing on The Last of Us, and it's like they said <laughs> people were like Neil Druckmann. They're like Druckmann, more like Cuckman, trying to make me play as a fucking tranny. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So. And nobody that so everyone saw a picture of so in in the game in Blast West Part Two you play half the time as Ellie, and uh, then you play half the time as this character they introduced named Abby. Now Abby is the daughter of the head doctor that Joel killed, who was going to perform surgery on Ellie and try to uh, extract a cure for the uh, Cordyceps virus. So. People were all mad. They're like, how could you do that? How could you kill Joel in the beginning of the game? And I'm like, I don't agree with that they did kill Joel in the beginning of the game. Like, I I, I, I really, I agree. I know people are mad, and I, I understand that. You played as Joel the entire first game, and all of a sudden now he's just gone within the first part of the game. I think mm-hmm. probably been better to push that ahead a little bit. Maybe the halfway point of the game, maybe? You know? Um, Would you still feel feel if, cheated though if you played it, if you killed off that character in the halfway point? I don't think I'd feel as cheated as you know the first twenty minutes of the game. You see, you get the Joel gets killed, and he gets killed in such a horrific fashion, you know. And you just and you, and it, and, it, and again, like the end of the last was where they just force you to murder the hospital. It forces you to watch Joel get tortured. And you're like, uh, I don't really want to watch this, you know? <laughs> but oh, yeah, totally. Time, Shit. 
at the same time, I'm like, when you think about it, you're like, well, he murdered a hospital full of doctors. Did he deserve a torturous death? Probably, you know? <laughs> he didn't murder a hospital full of Nazis. He murdered a hospital full of doctors, you know, that were trying to come up with a cure to save humanity. You know, he deserves it, you know? Yeah, totally. But we love uh, From the boys, where I can kill off like five people to save 50, then fuck them. You yeah. know, like, I get it. I get it. It's, 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 I always like when they, when the games do things or even movies and stuff where it's not so much cut and dry. You don't, uh, just like you were saying, you don't do the whole like, well, we all agree Nazis are evil, so let's just throw Nazis as a protagonist. You know, I like that. Because, you yeah. know, see, as someone didn't play The Last of Us 2, and I want, and I was mentioning this to, to, to Bortman the other day, or Mr. Bortman, I should say. Um, hey, yeah. <laughs> right? but, but as somebody who kind of fell off the video game train for a minute, I, all I was seeing was, hey, Last of Us 2 has gone woke. And of course, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then everybody was jumping up and down saying like, and they, you know, you have, you, you don't play as Ellie halfway through, you play as her uh, transgender friend. And like, you know, they, there's all these screenshots of like this really buff chick. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm looking at the stuff and I'm like, yeah, fine. What if we know, whatever, like why it's a, it's a fucking video game. It, this, the story goes in like 8 million directions wherever they want it to go. Right. Yeah. But I'm also not the right guy to, to critique it. So as time went on, in my mind, if you would have asked me, like, oh, what's The Last of Us 2 about? I'm like, one, Joel dies. And then two, somewhere along the lines, for a reason I have no idea, you play as a buff transgender dick. And that's all I know. And apparently I'm completely wrong about half of that. It's that's, And that's what the the internet has it created that narrative that, like, they're going to make you play as a transgender chick and then kill Joel and say, you, the guy you love is dead. Now play as this transgender person. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which, you're gonna like it yeah and you're gonna like it pal um but abby is not transgender abby is a really buff girl which i have my own problems with i'm like but my problems are are logical like i'm like this is a apocalypse right there's just to me i don't see how there could be enough gains that this girl could get to get that buff, you know, right. There's so, but, which is really like, it's just a game. At that point, I'm like, I'm not going to argue that. So it's just a game, you know. They try to, and they try to explain it that uh, she's part of these this uh, group called the Wolves, and they they live in Seattle, and they live at the stadium, like a football stadium, is their base of operations, and so they're trying to make the um, connection that. Oh, she had access to steroids, and that's why she's really buff. Oh. Like, that's not how steroids work. Do they actually say mean. that too? They're like so ripped because she's roided out. Yeah, the first time you play as Abby and you see her, she's walking out of the gym in the football stadium, and everybody's working out, and it's implied that there's because somebody comes up to her and is like, "Hey, you want some of these?" And she's like, "No," and they're like, "Was that steroids?" <laughs> Is somebody trying to offer her, Sarah? It's the apocalypse. You know? She's got all this back acne and challenging people to WrestleMania. <laughs> don't I just figured they the kind of stash a protein powder. Uh, so you're like, oh, no. But 
given all that, it's like I didn't I didn't care. You know, I was at that point I was like, it's only a game, so what? That's it's there. It doesn't matter. So everyone thought thought Abby was the transgender person, which is that's not Abby. Later in the game, you meet uh, a sister and a brother, um, and it's uh, the brother's name is Lev, and you find out later that. Uh, his name was Lily and he used to be a girl and then they got excommunicated from this group because he's uh, he's transgender. So, and it's a, just a bit part of the game. You know, it's just a, a, a tidbit of information that kind of just, you hear people muttering one, like it's like almost one line of the game, of the, of the game where you hear some of the bad guys go, oh, Lily's back. Oh, but it's not Lily anymore. It goes by Lev. And I'm like, that's it? That's, That's the it, controversy yeah. over one line in the mo- in the game, and then you 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 look online and you start digging, and it's you realize that the people that may are making this big stink, and the people that are giving that went on to Metacritic and gave zeros to The Last of Us are people who never played the game. They're just spreading bullshit without even actually playing the game. Oh, it makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And well, I played the game after knowing all this controversy. And Abby's more fun to play with. And I actually, I kind of relate to her more. She, her dad was murdered by this guy, you know? I'd, I'd have done the same thing she did. I wouldn't have done it in, in the scene. She does it in front of Ellie. I'm like, meh, I might have taken Ellie out of the room. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just the storytelling being like we want to hit the, hit you over the head with it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, they do that all the time. They want you know they want Ellie to be you know to see Joel die so like she can't get it out of her head. And in the in the last was part two, Ellie basically goes on a revenge mission. Like I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna kill her. You know, and that's what that's turns her gay. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, We've been dancing around this question for a while now, but these are all the games that are woke that we're not going to play. Number one, <laughs> Last of Us 2. Number two, Last of Us 2. <laughs> Bayonetta. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. That's right. All that hair and glasses, what is she making me hard for? I don't understand it. I don't like the way I'm feeling um so and that so that really sucked i i I really felt for everyone who made this game because it's such a such a great game and all the mechanics that were wrong with the last of us part one as far as like the shooting mechanics and um all the gameplay and and uh they added a a dodge button which is like you didn't have that in the first one and it made it makes the game so much better that you're like at least i can Jump out of the way when a zombie tries to attack me. Ah, oh, they just, they improved on the gameplay in every single way. And it just, it's, it's so, it's so shitty that a really good game got shit on by people who never played it. So it got a really, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's so weird. All the gaming critics gave it 10 out of 10 and you see the user rating and it's like four or three and you're like, why? What? What was so wrong with this game? You know, and playing it, I'm like, this game is great. You know, so it's just. Yeah, I think that's why it's important to give every game a chance yourself. Don't yeah. listen too much, especially to user reviews. And if you hear stuff like, "Oh, there's too much political 
agenda in this game, that's where you should really just go, I'll give this game a chance with a clean slate and judge it for yourself. Yes. Did you like the first one? Play the second one. You know, I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. The story might irk you, but like, that's what they're trying to do. I I did see Neil Druckmann in an interview said, uh, and this is like, he said, uh, the first game was about love. The second game is about hate. And I'm like, wow, that's really dumb. But whatever, dude. <laughs> that is dumb. That's stupid. <laughs> but whatever, you. I still think it's a great game, and I like the story. And like I said, Abby's. I like playing as Abby. It was great. She was tougher. She had better weapons. Uh, the story to me was a better story than uh, Ellie's like crazy revenge story. It, it takes balls to do that. You're switching the uh, the protagonist right in the middle. Like I, like I said, I, I didn't know any of it. All I knew was like one. I knew the controversy regarding the transgender. Uh, see, I thought it was a playable character because clearly I didn't know. And then I also knew. I also heard that you. Uh, I think I want to say something along the lines of like they tell you you play Ellie for most of it, and then they just switch it to Abby, who I thought was a completely different character. Um, Remember that shit with Metal Gear 2? Like yeah. your snake and your snake, and then all of a sudden you're riding? You're riding for a yes. lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can see why people would be mad, but at the same time, it's your story. You can fucking yeah. tell us as much as you want. And then, oh, I forgot. The other thing that made, pe- that made people mad was uh, they released uh, a trailer for The Last of Us Part 2. And uh, when you start, when you actually play The Last of Us, you realize that they did a bunch of uh, things like uh, in the trailer they they would they inserted like young Joel and then when you play the game it was actually old Joe and they old Joel and they did all these things so that people wouldn't have a you know make an opinion about the plot. I, th- I think it was a different character. It was the moment yeah, where they did that Ellie they did turns and goes, "What are you doing here?" And they show, "Oh, it's Joel." It's Joel, but then and in the actual game, it's a different character. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, another partner of yours, a friend of yours named Jesse. You know, you're huh. like, oh, wasn't this Joel in the trailer? You know, they did all that stuff, and people yeah. were like, "What are you, what are you trying to do to us, Naughty Dog? You're lying." They, to us. They did I'm the like, same thing when they were promoting um, Avengers. Remember when they did the whole uh, Hulk is in this running scene? You think he's gonna be fighting you alongside everybody in the forest? Oh, oh yeah, and it's actually he's, him and he's, he's actually not just Bruce there. Banner, yeah, in a giant Hulk Iron Man yeah, suit. It, it, I mean, I I bought it. I was waiting for that scene the whole movie, which would have been fucking rad. So, but it, but, but whatever. I'm not yeah. bad. Oh, what you know? I, <laughs> I mean, I think it depends. You know, what game or movie does it? If it's like completely misleading, but I guess the finished product is what really matters because. Yeah. You might be thinking like, oh, this is the direction they're going in, or this is what the story is. But if the final product shows, oh, this is actually what we meant to go on, if it's still good, great. I don't really care what the advertisement was. Yeah. And that's, uh, it really just changed my opinion on how I perceive uh, video games. You know, I didn't, I, all that shit had happened with movies, and I'd already been, I've already wised myself up to movies like don't believe what you read, don't always believe the critics, and don't always believe what other people say about the movie too because I've had a, a bunch of movies where I'm like, isn't that bad? 
you know, like X-Men 3. I was like, this is entertaining. And people were like, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm like, <laughs> I just, I took it for what it was. Like that Magneto the, ripped the Golden Gate Bridge off and made it a bridge to uh, Alcatraz. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to get that mind space, right? It's like, because I remember that watching that and everybody in the theater was kind of murmuring. It's like, doesn't he have power for like all metal? Couldn't he just like send all these pieces into like millions of like little bullets? And then you go, ah, oh, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like it's, he's using, you know, just it's a fucking movie, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Do you really care? I don't know. So, yeah, so after this controversy and playing it and being like, this is a great game that I've replayed a couple of times already, I am like, now I'm like the same way with it's just a movie. Now I go, it's just a game. I'm, now I've been, I had to wise myself up to what people say about the video game. It's like, well, I'm just going to have to, as just like movies, I'm just going to have to play it for myself and figure it out, you know? Nuts to everybody's reviews, you know? So did Last of Us Two is that getting a remake too, or did it get a remake? No, it. Uh, yeah. They they remake the last. Well, so they've kind of. It seems <laughs> like they kind of just gave up on the Last of Us Part Two because of all the flack. Uh, and Neil Druckmann, I think he he posted something on Twitter that people were mad about. He, he was mad about the leaks and da 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 da. And you know, he he did have a really butthurt tweet. But I'm like. Just a picture of him, like his Buffalo Bill from uh, the Lambs. <laughs> it was really, yeah. So, um, I think I think it was just because uh, what it was only a year after the first Last of Us came out, they came out with the Last of Us remastered. But I think it was just because the first one was for the PlayStation Three, yeah. and then they did the remastered one for PlayStation Four. Oh, yeah, and then and then in 2022 they did The Last of Us Part One, yeah, for which P was for Windows 5. and PlayStation Five, yeah. and it was just a remaster of the first one, but actually uh, like really updated the graphics. Yeah, and they added um, some of the gameplay mechanics from The Last of Us Part Two. Um, oh, that's and which and all that stuff is is kind of they're even years after this whole controversy. They it's like. The Last of Us is in permanent damage control. Yeah. So, like, they're always like, remember this game, though, that nobody hated and everybody loved? And look, we'll just keep updating it. Well, they'll, we'll remaster it for PlayStation 6 if you want us to. Please don't hate us. It is interesting, <laughs> it's honestly, really all they, think about it, because it's, it's not really like all they've done. you're releasing GTA, where you're yeah. constantly, you're, you know what I mean? Like, I can see why they keep doing that, because yeah. And then there's the online component and stuff. I don't, I, like I said, I haven't played The Last of Us since the first one. I'm not sure why you would need to re release it unless you were gearing everybody up for the third one. Like, well, they were, you know what they were doing? They were gearing it up for the show on, on HBO. Oh, uh, okay. Which is that interesting because the show didn't change anything uh, purposely. They said, we kept the story pretty much the same because we wanted uh, a different audience to get, to get, you know, to actually get the story. So gamers will not be surprised, but people who've never seen the last of a story and how great it is, like we're inviting them in, you know? So I was like, well, then why release the rematch? We played the game already. Why, why, yeah, why? get more money from us? 
Did you need the money to make the show? So you needed more of my money? <laughs> you know? No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe it'll be different this time. <laughs> yeah. So, but I did you either of you watch the show? No, oh, not, yeah. I, I, I've, I've been wanting to just because it's been getting such good reviews, but I've not been able to, to actually sit down and watch it. Partly Pretty because good. of what you're saying, where I'm like, I've already seen, I've already played like, 25 hours of the last of us yeah so i feel like i've done a deep dive i'm ready i'm probably gonna watch the second season to be honest with you just because yeah. it'll give me like everything in the last of us too plus i got pedro pascal who's cool i love Pedro. yeah so, like, so he's rad yeah there i don't know um basically the every element that you know from the last of us is pretty much the same in the tv show um so i mean it's still a great tv show it's worth a watch you know um, but mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're not, if you got the plot of the, the game and you got the plot of the show, which is cool. There's a few different things they did. There's a few things they did differently. Um, there's a whole, uh, episode with the gay couple, which is, um, Nick Offerman and the guy, oh, I forgot the other guy's game was. He was going to watch that by itself because it got such crazy good reviews for that episode. Yeah. It's really good. And it's great. And it's, and I mean, it was implied in the game. A character that you never met like because he already was dead when you're playing the game so they kind of that's the only thing they change they're like well let's uh make it let's flesh it out a little bit more you know but i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah the character was gay in the game too or it's it's heavily implied so you're like oh that's kind of cool. it is a cool kind of that's it's cool, cool yeah. to, it's a, the, the episode stands on its own you know so that, that was kind of cool you know it's very brave of them to make nick offerman transgender <laughs> I'm making me play as dang transgender well, Nick Offerman. That South Park woke episode where they just want to make everybody uh, a female and gay. Whatever, you know. I do. A good story. <laughs> but I do wonder how they structured the episodes because they must have been like taking the highlights of the moments from the video games and they're like, okay, these highlights are going to be in this episode, these highlights are going to be in this episode. And did they write the story around each of those moments or did he start from like beginning to end and he would just try to fit in those highlighted moments from the video game into those episodes? I, I'd be I curious to the, know. Yeah, I think it's more the latter. I mean, I, they were really sticking to the, the, the exciting bits, like you were saying, like mm -hmm. the, they hit those points, you know, like, yeah. You remember the the part where you you're dealing with a sniper and then you have to kill him and then you go up on the roof and you're mm -hmm. using the sniper rifle and all mm -hmm. the you know all the um, fireflies are coming at you and Ellie and um, the other guy was it the fireflies or was it the game had the uh, the gun it was both or... the fire first the first the fireflies are coming at you. Or somebody's coming at you. One of the groups is coming at you. I thought, I thought you it was the them. military. They were still chasing you. And then in the in the show, it's the fire... No, not the fireflies. It's that other revolutionary group that took oh, over Oh, right. The yeah, they, in the town. Yeah. Um, and so, then, I mean, the and slight changes they, they made made sense. Yeah. Or at least fit within the show. And yeah. I give and then the runners that, come but... at you. And then all the all the runners, zombies yeah. come at you. Which, so, it, it plays exactly like it does in the game. You know where you're protecting, um, mm -hmm. you know Ellie from up uh, the sniper right? Like it was all it all plays. So and a lot of the show plays like that. It was like, oh yeah, this mm -hmm. part in the game. Oh yeah, this part in the game. You know, but uh, yeah. it was it was still good. 
But uh, yeah, if you played the game, there's not a whole lot of new stuff you're gonna notice. You know, um, still a good show. And but I, I think yeah, like Galande said, we're all kind of interested what they're gonna do for season two. It's like, uh, so let's talk, Joel. What are yeah, you playing? Right? That's that's my whole thing. Like, so you spent all this money. I mean, I can see them obviously following it letter by letter because what I heard the first season was. But at the same time, I'm like. You know, Pedro Pascal's a really popular cat. You spent all this money on him. Do you find excuses to bring him back? Like, you know what I mean? Like dream sequences or flashbacks and stuff. Or do you yeah. stick with the script? You know, do you actually stick with it the whole time? Yeah. I mean, that's what makes the, the, the excitement for me for that is the fact that there is an element of like of unknown because I've never played the second game. So it was, aside from all the, the points you were talking about where it just reached just somebody like me who doesn't even pay attention to it, it reached no. me because the controversy was so loud. But yeah. so I'm like, okay, well, I know, obviously I know Joel dies, but it's, it's the kind of thing where I know this is going to happen. No, that's going to happen. I don't know how we get from point A to point B with the exception of the, the big death. But yeah, I, I didn't even know how that game ends because I didn't, obviously I didn't play it. Um, yeah. It's, it's, well, the ending is pretty, yeah, it kind of, it kind of loses steam near the end, to be honest. So because you yeah, keep. I didn't like the I, ending. I, yeah, I think it's more the best choice. How we really ended it? Puts, yeah, like it. it really puts four points in Abby's book for me because Ellie through the whole game, Ellie keeps catching up to Abby, and Abby keeps beating the shit out of Ellie and leave and sparing her. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not gonna kill you because I'm not an asshole like Joel. I'm just gonna beat the shit following. out of you. Yeah, stop <laughs> following me. Go away. And then Ellie <laughs> finds friends of hers and kills her friends. And the, another thing that uh, OSW Review uh, said that I really loved is that, you know, you killed Joel. You took Joel away from me. He goes, like, I understand why people are mad because, like, you took Joel away from me. And you made me hate Ellie because she just becomes a murderer. She goes uh, and starts murdering Abby's friends. And you're like, how dare you? You made me hate Ellie. And I love Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make sense for the character in the moment? Or does it just feel like we want to tell the story of violence, so we're just going to make Ellie crazy violent? Um, it she's on a revenge in the context, yeah, yeah, because she's okay. trying to get so Abby, you know. and everyone yes. standing in her way gets killed. So, yeah, you understand in the moment for Ellie, what? yeah, but kind of, it's kind of good, but you're kind of like, uh, why don't you just stay home and be with your <laughs> girlfriend, you know? <laughs> like, well, I, I, I even know. think there was a moment, Brett, you remember. What was it? You sneak up on uh, that one random chick that's like playing on a, I think it was a PlayStation Vita or portable yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you, you sneak <laughs> underground to fight because Abby's in and, this hospital. Yeah. And Ellie was about to spare her, but she then tried to kill Ellie and then Ellie had to kill her. So it could almost see where like there's a moment where Ellie was going to try and spare someone, but then tried to kill her. And I kind of just took that as I think Ellie's just done at that point. Like, yeah, I can't spare spare any lives. They're gonna try and kill me. Yeah, and uh, I guess I think they're trying to maybe th throw some um, parallels between Joel's rage and how Ellie's you know being his mm -hmm. now it's it's a, his daughter kind of showing these moments where Joel can kind of be a bastard, and they're showing Ellie kind of 
has learned from Joel and is now a bastard as well. You know, like they do those mm-hmm. moments, kind of like the hospital that there's that moment when you're chasing Abby's friend and you go down into the, the bottom layer where nobody can go because they can't breathe the mushroom spores. So her friend's like, you know, breathing the spores and she's dying anyway, but she sees Ellie and she's like, oh my God, it's you because you're breathing in the spores. You're not infected, you know? And the game makes you beat the girl to death. Like you have to keep pushing the button. And you're like, oh, God, all right. You know? Yeah, you're not exactly Kratos. You don't want to. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like, I don't really need to do this with my fist, right? Like, kind of like, walk away. Even, even Grand Theft Auto, I remember there's a Grand Theft Auto 5, there's a torture scene. Even Rockstar said, if you want to skip this scene, we don't, oh, we won't yeah. think less of you. You don't have to uh, zap this guy's nuts with a battery. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's right. You know, and you can skip Fucking it. Fucking woke video games. <laughs> but yeah, Naughty Dog don't give you that choice. You know, they're like, <laughs> beat her to death. She's going to die anyway, but you're going to make sure she dies sooner. <laughs> So yeah, like I said, there's there are obvious plot points in the game. I'm like, I can do better, you know. And I do hope the 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 show changes it a bit. I feel like if you're gonna get your money's worth out of Pedro Pascal, you could kill him at the end of season two, you know, and that could be lead into a good season three. But who knows? Well, I mean, what do you do? Because there's no The Last of Us Three hasn't come out, so do you run into an issue like with Game of Thrones, where the yeah, story you start is making up yourself? Yeah, yeah, just pick it up. I, I that that's a good question because that's you know obviously you guys are bigger fans than I am. So like, when The Last of Us Two ends, like, where does it go? Well, apparently they're working on The Last of Us Three. As I don't, there hasn't been an official announcement, but that's the rumor is. Yeah. And we know how so much we love rumors in this franchise. Last game. I read it on 4chan. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things, too, because like, obviously never playing the ending of Last of Us 2. Does Is it open-ended, or do you continue to play as Ellie, or is it the game switch? Well, uh, well I'll, I'll just, just... I guess we'll talk about brief, it. <laughs> I'll do a brief ending. So what happens is um, you find uh, Abby's friends and you and Ellie kills Abby's friends and she goes back to their kind of they're in Seattle where mm-hmm. Abby's group is based and um, a- Abby basically finds her and kills Jesse who was one of her friends and then shoots out Tommy who was Joel's brother's eye and like basically she's about to kill her again and Lev you know the transgender goes you gotta convinces Abby to show restraint and Abby again lets Ellie go like Okay, I'm not going to kill you again. Please don't come after me. (laughs) (laughs) And so then you cut to uh, like months later and Ellie is on a farm with Dina. And Dina used to go out with Jesse who died earlier in the game. And you find out that Dina was pregnant. And so they have a baby. And she's living this like amazing life within the apocalypse where it's like, wow, you got out yeah, happy farmer's life. Uh, yeah. They got their Subaru. I get it. <laughs> yeah. And then Joel, who, you know, Tommy's brother, he comes in and he's like, I found her. She's in Santa Barbara. And he's like lost an eye. And now he's all bitter, which is, it's crazy with the, because like Tommy was always the, the level headed brother. Unlike Joel. It's like, mm-hmm. no, everybody loves Tommy. So you're like to see him kind of go raging, 
it was just kind of like, mm-hmm. not even why? Why would you do that to Tommy? He was always, he's bitter about losing an eye, I guess, you know? So he's like, oh, I see. So he comes yeah, over that's what I kind of took away. Uh, he got beat by a younger girl. <laughs> yeah. And so, so Ellie's like, no, I can't do that. I have a nice life here. And he goes, oh, gee, I, he kind of does the, uh, Randy Marsh. Oh, what? He's a tough guy. I thought this is America. Are you, yeah. are you American? I thought this is America. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this is America. I thought this is America. I'm sorry. So he convinces her, but he said, I can't go because my leg and my eye. But yeah, right. how dare you not do this? Right. You perfectly help. Yeah. So Ellie <laughs> does choose. And I didn't to go. hear no bell. So Dina says, if you go, on this stupid mission to try to kill that girl again. Uh, I'm leaving you. I'm taking this baby and we won't be here when you get back. And Ellie goes, all right. And leaves. <laughs> well, to be fair, she was having some PTSD. She so was having some PTSD and she, she thought... was having some flashbacks and wanted to finish the job. Yeah. Doesn't that feel so, more like like crunch? Doesn't that feel more like Naughty Dog? Me like, oh fuck, we didn't leave enough room for a sequel. Uh, it, the ending does. Oh, it, it, it felt like they needed an epilogue when they yeah. did. Like they yeah, could have exactly. just ended it on that and be like, Ellie got her ass beat, and yeah. that's it. She got yeah. away again, and then we'll figure it out later. <laughs> you could have ended with Tommy going, "I found her," and you could end with yeah. right like, yeah. "Oh, cool." Or that that would have been yeah. fine. Because then yeah. it would have been open ended as to what the decision would be, right? Like, yeah, exactly. You, yeah, he could have Tommy go. So, what do you think? Boom, and you're like, gee, I wonder what else. Yeah, you're gonna, be. You're gonna Just, go, dude. Fuck this. I'm not going out there anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but anyway, so it does go on. So the she story, does the way they've been doing it, then you just kill Ellie the first part of the game. Here she has this happy <laughs> life. You know what I mean? Like, you you could do whatever you wanted to do. Instead, now you're kind of locked. Because think about it, this. I have no idea, right? But just what you're telling me. If you open up The Last of Us three, and you don't have Ellie leave her 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 wife and kid, then what do we even do that whole epilogue for? Now you have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Or or I pictured like the third game being Ellie goes and finds Abby, and like the whole adventure is they have to work together to get out of whatever huge that's mess cool they're in or something. Yeah. But that's you don't know cool. like. Or, you know, is, is one or the other going to screw each other right at the end? Or, you know, during Literally. the adventure, maybe they maybe are Maybe Ellie each turns other, Abby. Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so so, so anyway. then you, you play for Abby the last time in Santa Barbara. They're looking, her and Lev are looking for fireflies. Mm-hmm. So the fireflies haven't been around in this time. Um, so they're looking for them. And then so they... They, they go to Santa Barbara and they hear they're there. And so they get on a walkie-talkie and they actually talk to a firefly. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're here. Come on out. We'll help you. And then it ends up being a fake message. And they're actually just this band of slavers uh. called uh, Rattlers. Something like, I think it's the Rattlesnakes. So they call themselves Rattlers. And they uh, grab uh, Abby and Lev and that's what, that's what, then it cuts out and you, you start controlling Ellie. So you're like, holy shit, what are we doing here? Um, come to find out it was, that was months earlier. So, oh. so when, by the time Ellie gets there, so you fight through the Rattlers, you kill a bunch of them, and then you go into the, this part, this place, and you see all these people locked up, all these other slaves. So Ellie lets them out and she goes, where's 
Abby, you know, this, you know, t- describes her and they're like, oh, she's down on the beach. That's where they leave. That's the last place people uh, go when they're, you know, that's the last place you go. So you go down to the beach and it's like everyone. She tried to escape or something. And that's yeah, like well, she did something. They're punishing. But she goes, that's that's the last punishment is basically what these guys do is your last punishment. Is they crucify you. So you and have to walk around. To looking, yeah. You have to look, walk around looking for Abby. When you see her, she's lost all her muscles. She doesn't look, all her hair is cut off. And it's like, she's already, she's going to die there. You know, like she would have died there if Ellie didn't show up and Ellie cuts her down and cuts Lev down. Would be great then, if, she, if Ellie gets a shit beat out of her again by this emaciated Abby. Well, that's, that's, this is the well, part where I'm like, this on. is where it goes off the rails. Yeah, that's like, what I'm just like, it's, they got to do it. They've done it the whole game. <laughs> so Yeah, here... Ellie could have just left her there to die. Yeah. But no. Cuts so her down. She, yeah. She and they try to down. escape. They get to a boat and Abby's just under the impression that like, you know, she's helping her. So she's like, there's another boat over there. If you need to get away, we're going to get this boat right here. And Ellie just turns around and goes, you're not yeah, leaving. Yeah. We're, we got a score to settle. Oh and, my God. And you're like, what, what are you why did you just right. stab her while she's on the crucifix? Yeah. You know? And so, and then she goes up to Lev, who's like passed out in the boat, and she puts a knife to her neck. She's like, you're going to fight me or I'm going to kill this kid. <laughs> and so she's like, ah, Abby's like, uh, been right, strung up for months. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so you get this big fight, and finally Ellie's about to win. She's drowning Abby in the water at the beach. And just before she kills her, she sees a vision of Joel. And she stops and says, okay, the two of you get out of here before I change my mind. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. what the fuck is what? happening here? <laughs> All right, what Gary. is with these sudden changes? I mean, too many plot twists or too, too many character changing my mind in such a short amount of time. Oh, oh, the other big twist is that so she, uh, Ellie plays guitar because Joel taught her to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of her link to Joel is to play the guitar. So while she's battling Abby for the last time, Abby bites off three of her fingers or two of her fingers. So so when she lets them go, she goes back home. Dina's gone and taking the baby. And she tries to play guitar, but she can't anymore because her fingers, she lost her fingers. Oh, so geez. she lost her link to Joel. Yeah, she can't play anymore. And you're just, and then and the then, game, she says. And then it ends. Game. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Thanks for playing part two. <laughs> so you're like, if she can't huh. like, just play with your feet. Beethoven <laughs> does the same thing. Like I don't, you know, what I mean? like I don't even understand that. I feel for yeah. me, there's such a thing as like as too much of a good thing, where it's like, okay, yep, we don't. I don't need an extra ten hours of this game. We're good now. We're, we're done here. Yeah, um, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. I'll admit, normally I always thought for video games, it's like, yeah, put as much as you can in there. But this was an example of, nope, there was too much at the end there. They could have cut that. And I don't know. I don't want to say they should have added as DLC or something, but they should have just saved that for ideas for part three. That have been like a left behind almost, you know, like the, a DLC. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. DLC would have been ran, you know. So, it, like I said, the story's not perfect. It's got a few like, huh? But, like, overall, I enjoyed the game, you know? 
Yeah. It's pretty cool. There's it's some cool mode playthrough. Yeah. And the gameplay is awesome. It's so dope running around. And, you know, if you want to sneak, you can sneak and shoot people. It's like you're, you can go up to people. It's just a brutal. Like it's brutal. And the, the enemies are like, you can hold them at gunpoint, you know, like you can beat them down and kick the gun away and they'll, they'll plead for their lives, you know? Like, don't shoot me, please don't. Just let me go. You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> this is crazy. You know? So overall, I was like, no, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much my final thoughts. Recommend playing part two. It's still fun. You're just going to have very mixed feelings about the story. And I'm definitely curious how season two of the show is going to go. I think they're probably going to have more of those flashbacks at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So it has like a more of a beginning, middle and end instead of as the game kept trying to throw you back in time. Yeah. I think it's going to be a more consistent story is what my guess would be for the show. That way they can keep, you know, Pedro longer on the show. (laughs) Yeah. And that really, that was the only, that was another problem with me was that had they waited to uh, kill Joel until at least halfway through the game, what they do is they kill him off and then you start playing all these memories of, of Ellie and Joel that she's having. You play through those and on, and you're just like, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to do this because Joel's dead. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> see him. Yeah. You know, like this hurts. Yeah, like, this is a memory that hurts because yeah. they want you to hurt like Ellie hurts. And I'm like, I don't want to hurt. I want to play a fun game and forget about my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or at least I want to. I want to know what happens next. I don't. I don't care about this before. I get they have a good relationship, but I know it had to do with the ending of the first game. Eventually, when Ellie finds out what Joel did, yeah, she stops talking to him for like. I think she stops talking to him for like two years or something. You know, you're just like, wow, Jesus, you know, yeah. And then you don't find out to the end. I think yeah, one of the last memories at the end is her like you find out that she did make up with Joel the night. The last night they were, you know, that they saw each other, they were like, I, I forgive you. She basically says, I forgive you for what you did. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't care at this point. What happens? Yeah. I'm, you're you has something and... like that where he calls it like the I get it. Like, you can, you know what I mean? Like, I don't need 10 hours of a tutorial. I get it. That feels like that's where you guys are at. It's like, okay. Yeah, you're emotionally yeah. spent. You don't, yeah. you can't, yeah. you don't have any more emotion. You're like, stop. Just yeah, stop. Let's, we can move on now. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So, but if That's he if he didn't know he was dead, you yeah, he might have more fun with the memory parts, you know. But yeah, well, so it didn't. Last but, and then, since you're a, you're the big fan, like where do you take Last of Us Three? At this point, um, I don't. I I I guess you've got. You've got to play as Abby and Ellie again, you know, because Abby's now pretty secured in the in the game. So I would like what Dom just said, like Ellie and Abby working together is the next logical step. You know, it's it's every movie is, you know, it's it's uh, Magneto and Professor X going on a journey together. You know, it's bad guy and good guy. Or bad guy and bad guy, or whatever you want to think of Ellie and Abby. <laughs> It's obvious that that, right. that's what needs to happen next is they got to like, we got to work together to get out of this situation. And you know what, mm-hmm. Abby, you're not so bad after all. Burr, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. like now that my girlfriend left me. <laughs> yeah. 
Watch it. That's probably the direction it's going to go in. See, I think you do the other thing. I think you make them like male and straight, and you just totally put it on, like flip it over top of the side of their head. Give one of them a chainsaw gun. <laughs> now we're playing Gears of War. Like, I, I think you, you just flip wow. it, just flip the fucking thing. Um, you know, honestly, from what you're telling me, it would be kind of neat. And having no, uh, obviously, uh, no history of this storyline whatsoever. Um, if we see it as a stalking kind of game where now Ellie is the big bad, right? Like if you're playing a season three of a show and you now have to be Abby. And now instead of them working together, it's Ellie's just like this ghost shadow character in the background, like a Jason or something like that, that you just never, you just always think it's around. Just always think it's around. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, I didn't know that they kind of do this in Last of Us too, but you're getting Ellie's perspective all the time. Just throw away this perspective. You know, make her the make her like this scary thing in the back corner of your mind as you're doing whatever. Although it, it without playing it, it does feel like they have so many threads now that I don't yeah. know like where you go. Like do you just have Abby versus Slavers the whole game? Like I don't I don't understand. I just I don't get where you go for this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, there's probably gonna be something that jumps into the future a couple of years and then they're just gonna set up whatever story that's gonna be. Yeah. And the way these games play out is you'll see, they'll show you what happened when Abby and Lev boated away somewhere. You know, you'll see where they went off to. Um, you'll, you know, I, I, I imagine at the end of the game, Ellie's putting all of her backpack and putting all the things together. So she's either going back to um, Jackson. It's in, is where their home base is, where everybody lives. So she go back to Jackson and try to make up with Dina. Which she will. She'll take her back. It's obviously, you know. Um, or she's just like, maybe I'll just, or maybe she's just be a fucking nomad, you know? It's just, <laughs> yeah. or, or you do the thing where now you play Dina with a kid trying to find Ellie. You do that too. You have a lot of, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, Naughty Dog does not seem to be the type to do the predictable. So I don't think we're going to see a buddy cop story with part three it'll be something off the wall you know